0: Are we recording? Oh, okay. I'm just doing it. 1900, we'll, we'll modern a, era. Yeah. We'll get an outtake. You
1: want an outtake? I'll give you an outtake.
0: Ugh. I can screw really this good up one. easily. <laughs> it's a fantastic outtake <laughs> you just gave him there. You want an outtake? In your face, Brad. Outtaken.
2: Get out of here. Way back, hooks up. There's a the cycle you can't put it on the board. Yeah.
0: Single, double, triple, and home run in
1: one game. I bet he has hit for the cycle. All right, all right, all right. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do what? I'm introing the show. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Cycle, episode two. I'm going to count off the episodes. This is our second one. <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> We're Already back. more than I expected. I am the host. Sorry, Pat McGann. It's the cycle with Pat McGann. Respect that, Jim Flanagan, the co-host. co-host. Jim, this is uh, another great episode we have here for these people. Uh, we'll tease it a little bit later, but I'm excited. It's still not spring training. <laughs> We're getting there,
0: though. But we are getting close. We're getting to that point, though, where, like, after January 1st, things just suck for a little while, don't they? You get through the holidays, the weather's yeah, because bad. because you're doing your resolution. And, yeah, you're trying to be a better person for a little while. And then uh, January second rolls around, and boom, and you're back to your scumbag self. But then you get to like Groundhog's <laughs> Day, and it's six more weeks, and then and then pitchers and catchers report. Then you get to March. Like now, you're actually seeing that progression right. where spring is coming quickly. But you're distracted by you got you know
1: you got stuff going on. You got sure football wrapping up. You got March Madness. Mm-hmm. So if you're a sports fan, you have um, it's a good time. Yeah, but it all just leads to the start of baseball season. Exactly. And then what do they say? Hope springs eternal. Whatever they
0: say. I don't know. I don't, never heard.
1: But that. But it's the cycle. And uh, not too many people have hit for the cycle for not the White Sox. White Sox uniform. Um, I'm not, again, a baseball expert, but I think that's like between three and nine. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's um, correct. <laughs> I think
0: the number's five from what I recall.
1: Did I not just say it was no, between no. I mean, three and nine? You're
0: nailing it. And you're not a baseball expert? I don't know how many were in the modern era, but mm. I don't
1: even know what the modern era is. 1900 on? I think it's from 1976 when I was born. Okay, that makes sense. And on, because that's all that really, if I saw it, mm-hmm. it was in the modern era. Okay. I remember Valentine doing it uh. and uh, Fisk. I remember those. I do not remember Chris Singleton doing it. I do. Which, which I've been told by our, uh, you know, we never really talk about Gareth.
0: Our steam producers.
1: And Brad, Garrett who are in the Brad. room with us, just staring at uh, us. <laughs> They're somehow, checking out our stats. Our, our stat expert is like, uh, I think it's, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think <laughs> it's three. It might, no, Ray Schlack Five, did it. Uh, it was Ray Schalk. Was Ray I Ray do Shuttle. know that. I'm a big enough Sox fan that I know it was Ray Schalk was his name. I didn't know he hit for the cycle, though. Somehow
0: this is part of their job with the White Sox. Is that amazing <laughs> to sit in a sound booth with us <laughs> Yeah, right. and watch us do this?
1: But hitting for the cycle, I remember reading at some point, was as common as a no-hitter Sure, just a few years ago. So you're as likely to see someone throw a no-hitter than you are as uh Was that across cycle. baseball,
0: or was that just with the White Sox? Um, across baseball. That's crazy. And then the no-hitter just it's took
1: off. Probably more rare for the White Sox if there's only five. Yeah. I bet there's more than five guys that have thrown a no-hitter, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can think of that in the last 15 years, I would guess. There's probably been close to now, five Then you think about
1: candidates. Like, who would have done it? Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like um, Tim Raines. Speedster with some power. Lance Johnson didn't have a whole lot of pop, but
0: he's a guy you, you think maybe could have could done do it. it. I remember a game where George Bell, the socks were up double digits. George Bell had a single, a double, and a home run and hit another double and for no reason tried stretching it into a triple uh just for the cycle and hawk was just so come on george get there get (laughs) there and wasn't even close like thrown out by a mile but just walked in with the biggest smile on his face because he didn't care (laughs) he was just like when am i gonna have a chance to get a cycle so it was really fun the um
1: i remember when valentine did it um and oh, really? I think, I don't know, I wasn't at the game. I think it was the year that they, you know, 2000 when they won the division. Sure. Maybe it was 2000. Um, yeah, they were just on fire. Things were going their way. But um, Adam Eaton, who is on this episode, he had, I think, his career high in home runs. I think we talked about it. Um, and you'll hear it
0: last year. I think he had 10 or 12 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that could do it. <laughs> Total candidate. I mean, hits some triples. He can hits for you know just enough power to where he has a good day. I think he can do it. Right. I'm trying guys. to think
1: who else could do it. Maybe the new uh, the new dude they picked up, Brett Lowry.
0: Lowry. Yeah. I don't think. For, I mean, Fraser's just not your typical candidate for it. Brett Lowry. Lowry. Yeah. I just got okay. corrected Sorry. from our That's statistician why they're
1: here. slash pronouncer.
0: Oh. You'd think I would screw up Real one good. of the uh, Latin names right. or not something. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. Brett Lowry. Brett. Wow. No, it's Brett. I'm it's kidding. Brett. I know it's I'm Brett. Brett, no, Brett, Brett Laurie. Uh, I remember... Avi. Avi. He Avi. could maybe Avi's got do the power-speed combo. Yeah. 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 I remember... There's, the so, there's, there's such athletic
1: players now. Sure. They're athletes. hmm There's so many guys that could probably do it.
0: A lot more than we ever used to deal with, absolutely.
1: Like, there used to be, like, you know, Luzinski was not going to hit <laughs> no, for the didn't. cycle.
0: No, no, Danny Pasqua not gonna no, no. John Cruck when he was playing first not not a cycle <laughs> candidate. Right. Uh, Melky, did you say Melky? No, I did not say Melky. And he had some he had some pop. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely got pop, but can he hit, mm-hmm. can he leg out a triple? I think triple, he got yeah. a triple on the right. For right sure? A? It's just such a rare thing to be able to do all those things together because you're talking about guys. I mean, who seven, eight triples in a season is pretty good, right? And then to have three other hits, including a home run, in the same day, it's pretty tough to do. Well, not everybody's a Jack Brohamer field, is pretty. You know, it's
1: it's symmetrical, but yeah, you're not going to. You sometimes need that weird bounce off the wall or something
0: be misplayed to get the to get to get the triple. I don't know. Definitely the Petco's of the world with a lot of room over there, or. The uh, the minute maids with uh, or what's what do they call it now uh, Tropicana but with the big hill out there I mean you need something weird sometimes yeah. I love the names of these parks it's unbelievable isn't it
1: <laughs> Minute Maid but um yeah that's probably a good time to make a shout out to our sponsors <laughs> I'm kidding I don't think we have any no, yet don't have any but we're going to this episode is going to get some attention It sure is in addition to Adam Eaton we have Darren Jackson
0: uh, a lot of fun DJ just a renaissance man I,
1: I love that he does radio and that. Mm-hmm. that And that his nickname's DJ. (laughs) It's perfect. He should be on the (laughs) radio. He was born
0: for this. You've got a name for DJ. No, No, DJ
1: was great to sit down with because he played for so many teams. So that exponentially increases the guys he's you know played with. Uh huh. You know, we talked a little bit about playing with Tony Tony Gwynn. Playing all over uh, the country, playing all over the world. He plays in Japan. Time
0: in Japan. Didn't he play uh, for the Blue Jays also? Yeah, I think so, so I mean, he played you know home team in three different countries at different points. That's pretty. Look crazy. at
1: you! He was. Uh, have you been meeting with our producers secretly <laughs> he, and coming up with these facts? Can I tell you? You knew how to say Brett Laurie before I'd I did. Just gotten
0: he, there before the DJ interview, and I've never been more. In, it was my first time being part of the podcast, so I did not speak until spoken to. Like I was again,
1: just I'm not very... an expert. I knew he had played between two and four countries. <laughs>
0: You're really good at this.
1: And uh, there you have it: three, mm-hmm.
0: right in that sweet three spot. different
1: nations. So, run uh, away from the cycle. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> what do you call that? Product placement. mm Mm-hmm. But not really. Not just at all. Kind of reinforcing the name of the yep. show. Which Branding, is a, which a pro-, which a professional would do. Yes, you're listening to the the cycle with Pat McGann and Jim Flanagan. That. That's
0: for resets when you're on radio or something, and people have an option to leave. Right. If they're here at this point, <laughs> they're stuck. So let's get so to it. Fun. We
1: got. Uh, we're gonna kick things off with Darren Jackson, and then the um, second. Interview was our sit-down with Adam Eaton, and that was with Kevin Bozeman, who uh, and I'll remind you of that before. Or they, as you think that Jim is doing <laughs> the a terrible horrible imitation of someone else. That he
0: probably shouldn't do.
1: <laughs> right. So uh, enjoy it. Darren Jackson, you know him, you love him, and uh, he's a great guy. All right, we are here. And lucky to have with us Darren Jackson, DJ. Yeah, well, I'm right here. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. This is uh, this is a thrill because I feel like I have so much playing experience and now broadcasting experience. So go easy on us as uh, judging our our broadcasting talents. Jim Flanagan is joining us. This is my first podcast
0: with the <laughs> team, so please take it easy. Yeah, uh, good stage. luck with that, Jim. <laughs> we'll see what I have.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: So, Darren, how do you uh, see things differently now as a broadcaster versus a, a player?
4: Well, you know, the interesting part of becoming a broadcaster, and when I realized it was something that I was going to choose uh, to to endeavor to do in my career, is instead of coaching, which I thought I was going to do as a player, uh, leaving, the, leaving the game and become a manager one day at the big league level, all this, all of a sudden the opportunity becomes to become a broadcaster, and I go – Well, if I become a broadcaster and I play in the big leagues about ten years, um, if I do well at it, uh, people are going to remind me more, remember me more as a broadcaster than a player. Yeah. And I had to put that, I had to wrap that around my head and go, you know what? That's okay. That's all right. Do we remember this broadcaster? Well, in this
1: town, you definitely remember it. Both, you know, having played for both teams. But is that something that I would be? It's surprising to me that more guys don't think about a life after baseball. But I bet a lot do not. But that's something you did think about as a player. You thought I'm going to coach or get into the booth. Well, the booth never
4: was anything that I even had considered. Actually, when I was playing in San Diego in the early '90s, um, I find this I found this kind of interesting because beat writers would come to me and speak to me after games and stuff, and and they'd say, you know, what are you going to do when you get done playing baseball? And I go, uh, you know, hopefully that's a long time down the road. I'm not really sure. I've not put that much thought to it yet. Uh, they said, you know. You'd be you'd be good at broadcasting, and I'd sit there and look at I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this. They go, you speak so well, and I'm like, <laughs> I go, I'm not supposed to. I yeah, don't right. Know where we're going with this, but <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean, but that was the first time it was ever brought up to me. Yeah. Until uh, the opportunity to go up into the TV booth in the 2000 season here for the White Sox. From there, it's you know, it's it's been. Yeah, a it's long incredible. Career. How many
1: years now you've been doing it? So talk about that though. Playing in San Diego in the 90s, you played with some great players. Oh yes. Um, I can't imagine what it's like. What's it like just being on the same team as Tony
4: Gwynn? Well, it was one of the better experiences of my career because Tony and I were like best friends when we played together. Um, but not just Tony. I mean, I'm, I'm going to run down some names real quick. Yeah. that People are going to go, whoa. I mean, I played with Roberto Alomar, uh, Tony Gwynn, Fred, McGri- Fred McGriff, Gary Sheffield, Benito Santiago. Um, I mean, some great players. Uh, and it was it was quite the experience. But... I'm from Southern California, the Los Angeles area, and to play in San Diego was close to home, but just far enough away. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Because when you play in your hometown, I always felt that was a kiss of
1: death. Is that one of the better towns that you? you play. How many teams did you play for? Seven. And what? Other than Chicago being your favorite, I'll just I'll answer that one for you. <laughs> <Pretty simple. laughs> I mean, I can't. Imagine, I went to San Diego a couple of months ago, and I was like, how does not? How does the entire country not live here? They would. It's ideal. I mean, it's, right. it's absolutely perfect. Well, it's the best weather in the country year round. Um,
4: Laid-back atmosphere, great place to live, great place to play. But it is congested. Yeah, and it's expensive. Good fans. The fans were fair weather. Yeah, I mean, you played well. They were there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they had other things to do, other distractions down in San Diego. I feel
1: bad. They, they they might lose that football team out yeah. there. That seems like that just seems brutal.
4: I don't want to hear it. I grew up in L.A. There's been no football team there for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Did you it, have?
1: Do you have an NFL team? uh i'm not going to talk about that but yes (laughs) (laughs) no i see this is what this podcast is about this is not carrying the flag for chicago it's a chicago pocket but you shouldn't like the bears if you're not from here i'm
4: not talking about that i just don't want to talk about my team they were so crappy last year who was it the cowboys oh Oh, yeah yeah give me a break
1: you you just had the bug like growing up as america's team
4: well you fell in love with them then the bug because my oldest brothers who were 12 years and 11 years older than me said we're cowboy fans i said okay
1: yeah? <laughs> when they I just like, told you? When to I was like three. <laughs> were your brothers
4: great athletes? Uh, they were football players yeah. uh, through high school and one into junior college. But um,
1: How many kids in your family? Six kids. I'm the baby. No kidding. Yeah. And the, the, the brothers, just two brothers? Yeah. So they were that much older? Yeah. And then growing up playing against tougher competition, you just you had to get, face them in the yard, or
4: well, you know that gap. They were out of the house when I was really in my formidable years of little league and yeah. stuff like that. They were already out of the house. Once they turned 12. thirteen,
1: they're like, we're out of here.
4: <laughs> they were more along the lines of, you know, we're eighteen, we're leaving, yeah. we're out of here. So you think about that. My oldest brother's twelve years older. He's eighteen. He's nineteen, leaving. I was eight. I was seven. I was I was just a kid still.
1: So how exciting was it for them when you broke into the big leagues? Um pretty big thing yeah Um, that was with the cubs right yeah and do you have a bunch of family out was it a road game did you break break spring with the team no no i got got called called up up.
4: 1985 i was 21 years old new york stadium shea stadium that is against the mets monday night baseball remember my night oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. right uh that was my first big league game full house no kidding. Oh, yeah. wow. That's a blast. Yeah. And the Mets are on. They're really building their team right then. They're, sure. they're a great yeah. team. Who'd you face? Yeah. was good. First in?
4: game was Ron Darling.
1: Oh, Ron Darling. Yeah.
4: Solid career. Another broadcaster. Great. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, next game was Ed Lynch, who we became teammates. I got my first hit off of him, by the way. Oh, you did? Uh, and then last game was uh, Dwight Sid Denton. Finch.
1: Remember Sid, <laughs> Sid Finch was Finch. Oh, in yeah. the Mets around there? <laughs> so your Sid first Fernandez, series, I'll tell you
0: that. Oh he yes, was, he was nasty, by the way. But yes, Sid your Finch. Oh yes, first series is a big leaguer. Game three, Doc Gooden. How oh, was yeah. that? You know, here's the things that a lot of players might
4: not get the chance to talk about. But I, I'd, I'd grown up in the minor leagues playing with a guy named Vance Lovelace, who was from Tampa, Florida. But he he was a first round draft choice for the Cubs in 1981. I was second rounder, so we became good friends, along with Joe Carter that year. Oh yeah, but he grew up and knew Dwight Gooden very well, so he talked about Dwight while we were in the minor leagues. Oh, this you know, he's a great guy. This that, and that. So my first time facing him, I go, okay, this is Dwight Gooden, 1985. Oh, oh man! And I go, wait a minute, this guy's freaking younger than me. Yeah, because I was 21, he was 20 at the time. Wow. I go, forget him. And then you go up there, you gotta you gotta get your right frame of mind to face somebody like that. You know, you whatever it is to get you to be comfortable in the batter's box, you don't just go up there blind and you go, oh my. This is this is this is so and so. Oh, you got no chance then. You pick a pitch. Well, you know what? I, honestly, he had two pitches that he could throw for strikes at any time. Look for the fastball. Adjust everything else. That's yeah, all you, you do? That's
0: what you should do. Right? How'd you fare against him that game? Um,
4: that game, hard bouncer to the shortstop and a fly out to the left field fence. Wow. Yeah. And then they pitch you. Remember that big. man? That's amazing. That is so to me. great,
1: you remember that.
0: Yeah. So that
1: has got to be a thrill to breaking into the league and then playing, you know, in a major market. Right off the bat, that's got to be a challenge, too. I mean, we were talking to Robin Ventura last night, and it's like, man, he played in three markets, New York, mm-hmm. L.A., and, and Chicago, and you played in some big markets, too. Well, yeah, as you said, Chicago. I played in New York as well. Um, I played
4: in all the expensive cities. I don't know what the deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Chicago, New York, San Diego, Toronto. Uh, I mean, these places are off the chain when you talk you about how much it cost. you to me to Detroit? Cost. I want right, to buy right. a building. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you know I'm part of like my own <laughs> suburb I played in a couple of smaller places I played yeah. in Milwaukee and Minnesota and and those places are laid back but honestly you could look in most uh, media guides and see the favorite city for guys road city to go to Chicago is is considered by most players the best city to come to it's definitely a summer city yeah oh yeah definitely so you know I was fortunate and have been fortunate to be here so long now 17 years broadcasting now and uh, I mean it's a blast but it's, it's, look you and I, Jim, Pat, we can do this. We can talk for hours because I've got too many stories. Yeah. But the truth is this. I'm fortunate to play baseball for as long as I did 19 years, minor leagues and big leagues. I actually spent two years playing in Japan as well. 95, oh, how fun is that? That—that that was. Where would you play over there? I played for the Cebu Lions, which is right on the outskirts of Tokyo. And, I mean, that, that was... Did you live in Tokyo? I did. Oh my. to goodness. talk about
0: expensive cities, I can
4: imagine. But I forgot to put that one on the list. That was up there on the <laughs> list, yeah. The Thank goodness they took good care of me, and they paid for my place
0: that I live. They now
4: paid $10,000 a month for where I live there.
0: Are you wow. see- <laughs> In 80, or 95, 96, yes. $10,000 a month. Yeah.
1: How, are they
0: only allowed a certain
1: amount of American players on their roster? At that time, it was only two.
0: Just two, two foreign players. Who yeah, was the other?
4: Arrestus Destrade. Oh, yeah? Now, Arrestus was a, like Michael Jordan of, of Japan baseball. Then He walked down the streets. Cars would stop and go, oh, it's Destrade. Are you kidding me? I go, what the? Really? What is this cuz he, yeah. he had a hard time making it here in the states. He yeah. did he did well with the Marlins when they drafted him. He had 21 home runs with them and he did pretty well, but he had to go back to Japan to finish his career and but uh, what's the difference there between the how do the, the, like a fan base? How do they yeah, that's a good question. It was more it's kind of like a college football atmosphere. I mean, they've got a band playing out in the outfield. That da, 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 da. non oh, noise. Oh yeah. I mean, even if the stadium's empty, you you hear this band out there playing and and cheering and everything. They cheer your name in the stadium. Everything. It's it's unique. That's and for sure. And they have
1: they have good players coming out of there, obviously. But at that time, you're facing pretty good pitching. And what did you you lit it up over there? I did
4: well. I mean, I, I had no problems there, but um, there, there were some great pitchers because it doesn't matter what size you are. If you can pitch, you can pitch. One of the first questions that was asked me when I came back to the States to play is, uh, are there any players over there that can come over here and hit now in the States? I go, there was this guy that come over here and hit three 300, 300 no problem, Amy Chiro. <laughs>
1: Get out of here, really? You, oh, you yeah. played against him? You were wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I said, he'd, he'd be really
4: good here. He can. Yeah, He's he's got a chance. Next thing you know, he's here two years later. <laughs> That's Who'd you crazy. tell that to? Did you tell that to the Sox? <laughs> no, when I came back, I actually uh, I played for the Minnesota Twins when I got back. Yeah, and everybody was asking that. in spring training, I was in spring training with the Giants uh, around Barry Bonds regularly. That was an experience. <laughs> um, but then I went to the Twins, and uh, anybody anybody would ask, and they'd say, "You played Japan? Who who was really good over there?" And that was the first name I'd come up with, and. Uh, Hideki Irabu was another one that oh, came yeah. and pitched. And right, he he, pitched the Yankees. But he changed his style when he came here. He had the nastiest curveball over there. He didn't throw it here. He started throwing the slider, and he wasn't as, as successful. Somebody got in his head and said, don't use that curveball here. I'm like, I don't know why he doesn't it's use that curveball. It's not honorable. <laughs> yeah, it was something. <laughs> why didn't
1: they not throw it? So was there, a diff- was there anything that you brought out to Japan that the players were like, man, this is different. We didn't know about this. This is like oh, like something you did in training or any prep work or –
4: there were a couple of things. Actually, I had my strength and conditioning coach came over there and helped train the team uh, because they didn't have any that type of physical training that I was doing in here in the States. And uh, they really took to that. And also, uh, there, there was the way I threw the baseball from the outfield. They wanted me to work with the outfielders because I got rid of it a little quicker than all the outfielders oh, yeah. there. So they wanted me to try and teach some of the younger outfielders how to do it. Uh, they, they couldn't get it. Were they
1: ahead of us on some stuff? Like, you know, the, I feel like the European basketball game has influenced American basketball so much, like the way that they train the big guys to shoot from the outside and face the basket. Was there anything like that? Not even like strategy-wise, but were they more, did they focus on statistics? Like were they look crunching numbers before we were? No, they actually was less of that, more
4: team yeah. I mean, when I got there, it was something you just never had seen and done. They would bunt in the first inning to try and get a guy from first to second because it was about sacrificing yourself and getting somebody in scoring position and scoring a run as early as you could. So to them, they played the game a little differently. They could bunt better than we could over here in the States, I'll tell you that. Yeah, But uh, the game actually was probably their big league level was maybe right in between Major League Baseball and AAA. It's oh, not that AAA. Good? It's better okay. than AAA level, but it's not quite Major League level. And, of course, you're going to have individuals there that are legitimate big leaguers because of their talent yeah but it was it was
1: fun good experience oh god it'd be a great experience for baseball but just for life to live okay. in another country for you know we think that this is i mean it is the best country but it, there's other places to live i think that you could probably learn a lot from
4: have you guys traveled abroad
1: some i went to hong kong when i was uh in sales i was out there for like a week and uh didn't sell anything <laughs> uh paid for some stuff there you go yeah but uh i had a good time like uh-huh. it was
0: it was fun jim uh, just europe Okay. Not really, well, anything over there. England mostly. Uh-huh. Mexico a little bit. I know it's not in Europe, but those are the two places I've been abroad. <laughs> yeah. I realize okay, I do understand geography, here, and but, okay. stuff, <laughs> but no. But what about? I mean, what about well, you? I mean, you yeah. you've played in three different countries. I mean, and a, Mexico, yeah, four. Yeah, okay. okay, well, Canada as well, right? You were well, we right. talked Pugis? about that, San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> but you
4: know what? I've traveled abroad, and going to Japan. I'd already been to Europe, uh, to England, and France, mm-hmm. and Spain, and I've been to Belgium, and and going to japan it was like i love learning new cultures and uh, right. i thought that was amazing and so if you guys have traveled abroad you you, know, you see so much and you learn so much when you get the chance yeah you know i don't feel too i honestly don't feel too comfortable traveling the world right now sure in the state of things but yeah, when right, i've right. done it in the
1: 90s and it, it was a lot of fun it's different place. And, but uh, you know learning that's new awesome. Cultures yeah. Is awesome yeah it's so much yeah it shapes so much yeah. of your life and and even as a as a broadcaster you got a microphone in front of you for you know, a baseball game, there's a lot of downtime. So you could talk about anything you could talk about. No, no, I'm, I'm instructed to focus on baseball. Let's not go talking about <laughs> world politics. So we're not doing that. Okay? Not politics,
4: but you know, I had some tapas that were amazing. Head goes off topic sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. okay. You
1: like to work with Ed? I love it. Yeah. yeah we, you guys we, play a lot of golf, huh?
4: We play a lot of golf. We're best friends. I mean, we spend all of our time together basically on the road. You know, we'll go have lunch, dinner, whatever. Um, who pays for that? I may mean, him. That's the <laughs> That's right a Senior member, let's go, man. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. <great>. shell out. <laughs> but and he, he's very gracious. To be honest with you, he's, yeah. The thing about it, good tipper. I got to push him on that a little. Do you? Bit. No. Yeah, I could see that. Southside <laughs> oh, t- guys, we, you I'm know, t- sometimes we I'm don't like to. No. stingy. Like yeah. yeah I'm like going like yeah, to tell you this right now. I think the two guys I've worked with in broadcasting, and Hawk Carlson and Ed Farmer, they are the most generous tippers I've ever been around. Yeah, I'm not joking. I'm like going.
0: What? I got to give that much? Are You sure. kidding
4: me? My mom. Because they're humble.
0: I think humble people are great yeah. tippers. And I yeah. think when you're on the road a long time, it also. I mean, you get what you pay for, right? Yeah. Service-wise. So I think you learn immediately to really take care of those people. Well, that
4: that's definitely Ed's mantra. Mm-hmm. Does it yeah. work? Oh yeah. I love it. I, know I can't tell you some of the stuff that we've been involved with because well, he's taking care of people. One
1: torch that we want to carry for this uh, podcast is Hawk in the Hall of Fame. I feel like that is something that is not talked about enough. I feel like yeah, talk about it and almost self-promote a little bit. We got to get like a machine promoting him more. <laughs> he be- he be- he belongs in, but he also should be enshrined while he can enjoy it. You right, know, right. And get out there because you see that sometimes it's like, you know, with Santo, right? For years, all right. they did was talk about get him in, get him in, get him in, and then finally he dies, and then they. I just thought that was kind of weak, you know.
4: Well, I don't disagree with that, and the funny thing about Hawk you know, there's a lot of people that don't like him as a broadcaster a lot, especially the visiting team side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, of the catchphrases, yeah. and the- but that alone, just what you mentioned, the catchphrase alone, you know, he's known worldwide because of those catchphrases more so than most broadcasters that have ever right. gotten into that hall of fame. So, or into the broadcaster's wing, right. You know, so it, it really comes down to his popularity is known throughout. Let's just go other broadcast. I, I see national broadcasters using his catchphrases. And I have for sure. years. Yeah so sure i went up to a former teammate in san diego mark grant is broadcasting down there he's a teammate of mine and uh as soon as i see him we go down there to play the the padres he says dj you have to tell hawk that look he's gonna hear i've stole one of his catchphrases all
1: right that was great I, i enjoyed sitting down with darren jackson he was uh a lot of fun to talk to, and that's another guy. Is like, man, we only
0: scratch the surface. Oh, and just like leaving that interview, just he, more stories kept coming out of him. You know what I mean? He's right. a guy I would love to just be able to to get back on to talk with more. And uh, actually, did, get involved this time. He
1: did say on the way out, hey, we'll get we'll get after it again, and uh, I got some more stuff I could share with you guys. So yeah, because you know he's like I said, he played so many teams and he's been around the league and he's seen it through different lens as sure. a broadcaster, as a player. And I think after you've been around, like, when he started. It was a completely different game. Yeah, if you start playing baseball in the 80s, you're playing yeah. with some guys that played in the 60s. Right. And then you're playing with guys that played again for 20 years. So it's like, sure. you know, you're in the middle of two generations constantly.
0: And even broadcasting after that. I mean, even after the playing days were done, he's, you know, breaching that third generation. Right. You know? But could not have been a, a
1: nicer guy. No. And, um, yeah, that was, that was cool.
0: So now we're going to jump over to
1: Adam Eaton. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, this interview was—and that's the thing about these interviews, doing them at SoxFest. These guys are being pulled in a lot of different directions.
0: Sure. Really nice of them to donate their time like that.
1: Adam was super cool about just hanging, because I think he had finished up his commitments for the day. It was at the mm-hmm. end of the day, and we were able to really um, you know, get into a little bit. And um, this, to me, these are the type of conversations that are, right. are going to be our signature for— for this podcast cycle, so I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did when we talked with Adam Eaton, you and Kevin Bozeman, Kevin Bozeman and and Adam Eaton. Can I do with this? <laughs> I'm the host, Adam Eaton and Kevin Bozeman.
2: Dude. Remember, chicks dig the long
1: ball. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they. I do. I don't know what that means, but I just feel like I want. It was it was important to say. When you are um when you do get on base do you feel like there's pressure on you to to go off and try and steal second or do you is it hard to steal a base
3: oh yeah it's especially second third's not that as difficult but it's kind of a weird it's a weird um I don't know weird stance that I'm in right now because Jose is as good as he is Right. So it's it's yeah I don't want to get out of, thrown out, of out of second yeah. exactly so when Ho, when Jose on deck I'm in scoring position when he's you know swinging a weight on deck I mean right he, so um, it's it's kind of a uh, I don't know if you and Robin touched upon it but like yeah, no. it's been kind of a you know a, um, media thing with him asking him about if I, when I can run if does he have the green light red light whatever so it's kind of weird just um, it's kind of goes in and out a little bit because yeah if jose's hitting the swing a good bad you just stay there because you're he hits a homer now we got two runs instead of is one is it
2: the jump or just like how fast how how good you it's, close it's it
3: it's the jump yeah you you steal a bag in the first two steps i mean that's yeah. so, so what if you yeah. get a great jump then oh yeah money. yeah if you get a great jump it's funny you watch good base stealers when you get a good jump they'll they'll slide a different way so there's right. guys that are fast that aren't good. Base yeah, that's right. Because they terrible. got bad right. jumps.
2: Who yeah. Who's the guy that, that catches? So you're
3: like, I'm I'm not running against him. Molina. I mean, that's <laughs> it's it's, that's Malina, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, somebody would ask me that question. Molina is the only catcher that I've ever been just mind just blown, mind blown because when I step in the box, even as a hitter, I'm thinking this dude's smarter than me. Like I'm in trouble. Really? Like I'm no exaggeration. I, first it's a psych job. Yeah, unbelievable. I played with, against him in 2012 and 13 um with Arizona, same thing. And then when I played with him last year, it was I was a little more Does I mean, he say anything to you? No, I mean, hello. I mean, nothing. Right. Nothing in Yeah, it is great. So what yeah, what happens awesome. at the plate? Is
1: anyone talking trash? Oh yeah. Catcher? No, we'll trash, talk trash? no trash. No trash.
3: It's all it's all friendly. It's stuff. all friendly? Yeah, but and
1: when do you go to first base? Like who's a good first baseman? Hosmer.
3: Osmer's I'm not awesome. even gonna steal. I'm gonna hang out with this guy Cabrera. for a little bit. Just see what's going on. Yeah? Well, the funny thing is, they try to distract you. So wow, What does Hosmer trying. say? Hosmer's. Well, Hosmer's. Uh, he played in Cincinnati, Ohio. He okay. played for uh, a team that I played for. Uh, we p- played against each other, so we always talk about uh, you know our summer ball teams. The guys, you know, hey, how's how's uh, um, Big Joe, and how's this guy and this guy, and we just talk a little bit about the guys that you know we played with, um, and then our families. Uh, you know, we know his family, he knows ours, and um, but we just sh- this is your shoot first a base conversation. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, so say hey, how's your hey, what's up? hey, how's your family? You know, how's everything going? Hey, it's everything's good. You know. Um, there we can talk about all kinds of stuff. Hey, how, how's Hayden doing? You know he's doing well. You know blah blah blah. And then it could be crack of the bat, and the, the conversation's over. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> Just how it uh, is. Oh, why,
2: funny. in your opinion, two things? Why are the Royals so good? And secondly, like when you when they make it that far, do you feel like you root for them because they're in your division, or you're like,
3: ah? It's a tough one. Um, I root for them, and I the only reason I root for them is because I think they play the game the right way. They play yeah. the game is that why hard. Why makes them so good? I think cohesion between all their players. They, they seem to have that, yeah. Yeah, they're all their they, all their guys have were all drafted together, and they came up together, and they just have this real cohesion between the group that a lot of teams can't find. Because again, media asked me this today. It Was like, hey, you wish we got Cespedes, and it's like, well. Yes and no. It's a tough question because, realistically, the guys here, we come together as a group and we really find – You got the talent. Exactly. Yeah. And if we find that they kind of – like, they have swag. I mean, whatever swag may be, or what, that's kind of an arbitrary mm-hmm. word. But, realistically, if you you come together and, and you believe in each other and you you all fight in one direction, it's going to go in the right direction. Those like guys,
1: they, they always drafted well. It just seems like now they're keeping their players. Yeah, they used they to exactly. lose them. So, they have a good organization. But it's funny, like – and you – you know us being sox fans longer than you, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> well, it's they funny, were, we they, were sox sox fans they were sox doormat. they were the doormat of mm-hmm. the division, and oh, yeah. yet there were years where the sox still has struggles with them, yes. and a couple of the years it hurt them, like yeah. in yeah. uh maybe nine or well, the twins has always been our
2: albatross,
1: but oh and yeah, Kansas
2: yeah. City is always like I always thought we we played the the tigers pretty good, well yeah, when the whole been.
1: uh you know the guy that they could never beat the uh. You guys know who I'm talking about. For the long fan, I the don't guy know. in the Royals, <laughs> who was Chan, was it Chan? Bruce, Bruce Chan, Bruce Chan. Yeah, yeah. they called him Cy Chan. Bruce Chan, like everyone yeah. could have a five point day with him, five point and seven ERA couldn't. with a yeah. two
2: point ERA against us. Yeah. So,
1: I know you with the Royals, you respect what they're doing. Other sports, you're a fan. Are you yeah. a fan of uh, NFL? Because I saw something on Twitter <laughs> and I thought this was funny. Explain what what happened on oh, Twitter. I,
3: you know what I uh, just—I'm I'm, to be honest, I kind of forget. But I'm—it's uh, I said something about a game between. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a game say, between the Bengals. Give everyone your Twitter handle because you got to plug that. Um, Adam Spanky Eaton is my Twitter handle. I actually you're good on I, Twitter. You're I, funny. Thank you. You engage people. You respond yeah, to people. If I you it. say I something to Adam
1: on Twitter, he might say something back to you. Yeah. And There's, and, and, and <laughs> if he says something truthful, just. Be prepared. Yeah, take it. Well, it's because funny just because
3: being... people. Thank you. This, it's, <laughs> it's funny because people are shocked when I respond. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not a real person on the end of the line. You know, right. reading Twitter. Um, I actually just joined Instagram this morning. Oh, did you really? So my Big wife. Day. I know. Big how day. How celebrate it? <laughs> Mark it down. <laughs> Well, let's get a picture. I know. <laughs> How, why are we That's on? What there? I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um, post them. we, uh, but yeah, Adam underscore Eaton one is my new Instagram. So if you wanna, yeah, wanna I'm about to that. follow you. Yeah, I appreciate. But that. let's get back I'm to the Twitter to thing because this yeah, was anyways, funny. Yeah, so it was the Bengals versus um, who, the big there was a Kevin bunch of hoopla, hoopla going on. Bengals uh, in the playoffs? It, yeah. Who was it? It was it. They it, play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yes, and the Bengals just made. Oh, my goodness. So the guy ran all the way through after the interception, ran to the tunnel, ran into the locker room. Oh, line, yeah. It was the and, game and, and I said and then, something like, hey. And then like, the you better, came you, out. Yeah, you better, you better, you know. And or then don't, they fumbled the next yeah, play. Yeah, <laughs> don't count your chicks as before they're hatching. And Then I called it. I said, they're going to fumble. Like, you know, they're going to fumble this next play. And then they end up fumbling, and everyone was, right. like, blowing up on Twitter. And then someone was saying, like, um, you know, how can you be a fan of anything? I think, I think anything – Pittsburgh or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Someone like you, came they, at me like they
1: were insinuating that you should be a Bears fan because you play for the White Sox. Yeah.
3: And I was like, you know, I'm a human being and you know, Right. <laughs> I, but I think that's I, funny I, be because, f- because it's like really like you
1: don't have to No, of yeah. course you don't. You're not from here. Yeah. I you know definitely root for him. Though. No, absolutely yeah. I'll
3: root for him all day. Um uh you know, same thing with the Blackhawks. I'll root for him. You know, I love hockey and I love you know, love the city and uh you know, I'll root for him because you know, you, all the athletes have the pole in the same direction and you hang with any any you know, the- not really. No, no? Um, you know, so it's not me living here. And then, right. um, you know, it's it's tough. Oh, actually, um, Sam Macho, he was uh, one of the linebackers for uh, Chicago. He was actually with Arizona with me. We were hurt together in 2013, and um, great person. But uh, that's about the only guy that I that I stay in touch with. Yeah. yeah. How about
1: um, here in Chicago? Are you particularly close with anyone? On the team, or the,
3: yeah, they got rid of everybody that I was close to. Really, <laughs> uh, Beck, I was real close to Beck, and then I uh, was
1: there, I believe, when you guys met. It really? was at Socks Fest. Oh yeah, and, and he then, gave me all that. Crap. Yeah, and he was riding yeah, you, and, I, and, and I, you guys ended up being know, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we he's such friends. a solid guy. Yeah,
3: he's great. Um, yeah, he was all over me. I I said hello to him first time before we I, I went know, on I stage. No, I remember that
1: we were at the seminar, yeah. and we were like, it's kind of like Adams. They're introducing right. him, and Gordon was like. Cause I think I asked you like, what do you think is your walk-up song gonna be? And you're like, I don't know, you know, maybe. And then Gordon was like, No, we'll pick it. Like,
3: <laughs> and then I said, like, he was I, hazing you. Yeah, and then yeah. I said I liked L.A. Cause yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. Like, you'd have a lot oh of, stars what, there, yeah, yeah a lot know. of celebrities around the you know the cage. And he like was like, really, like, man, whatever. <laughs> what? Like, you're you're a tool. And I'm like, right, all right, dude. Yeah, and, and yeah you and, were... then, and then like, well yeah, Maybe a month or two later, we're like best friends, and uh, you know, him and. His wife, or close to my wife, and then flowers. He, I was Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. yeah hey, I, I love yeah, flowers. You know, speaking. he had a little. He had a rough go at it here. I mean, besides catching and def- you know defensively with his uh, whatever he frame and pitches. Yeah, yeah. framing pitches. He was really big. Uh, that's. I mean, that's basically what he got signed for Atlanta to do, which is great for him. I'm happy for him. He's living at home, but um, you know, good friend of mine as well. So um, I'm excited for Frazier and Lowry. And um, is know, it
1: funny though now? Like just a few years later, and like now you're kind of like. The veteran guy and the the, the organization is – you're one of the faces that they make is uh, – It's like, different. Yeah. No, it's, lead off hitter, and you're man. You're, and yeah. you're greeting these new guys. Like, what would you – what's it going to be like for Todd Frazier, you think?
3: No, yeah. No, I called uh, – actually I called Frazier um, and I called Lowry, both of them, as soon as we signed him and uh, got on social media with him and messaged him and just welcomed him. But, it's And you yeah, said, it's, it's, it's my difference.
1: team and it's my city. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's how, what I'm saying. How important is it for you guys to be cool off the field? A lot. It's very. I mean, it's 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 tremendous. I mean, like we just touched with uh, Kansas City, I, I believe that uh, those guys are close, and and it takes this that camaraderie because on the field. It's a very individual sport. I mean, when you're holding the bat, no one else is holding the bat. You're the only one, uh, you know, going up there and swinging. But you know, when you're all pulling in the same direction, it's big. And and I think you get those that camaraderie with experiences off the field. You know, go, yeah, going out, mm-hmm. you know, going out having a good time with the boys and making some memories is right. always a good thing and is always. Uh,
1: do you organize stuff forever? Do you ever? Do yeah. I? Yeah, I'm it's still pizza too, night, I'm guys. Still, yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, you're not though. You've been here a while now.
3: It, it's still, it's still, still, it's still not. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's Avila's team more than it's my team still, because Avila's older. He's put in his time, and that's just how it is. You know, it's. Uh, um, you but know, what and, if he
2: doesn't? What if he doesn't step up to the plate? Not saying Avila, but let's yeah. just say that uh, it's the just guy. It c- might not be his longest. personality. Yeah, like and he that's doesn't true. Step yeah. up to that's true. And you admire kansas city you know that that's yeah. a formula do you is this thing your time to shine as a leader yeah
3: i mean i i would i would say We're yes and now help you up man. i agree let's, let's i do appreciate this. it i appreciate we it. love
2: the white socks let's do this well last man, take year, over
1: last year you know you guys are struggling and then the 05 team comes in and they have this big weekend this reunion and this celebration and they're so loved like and i'm sure that's must be like at some level annoying but i'm sure you also respect the guys and you know you play with paulie and um but you do see that I felt like I cuz I did a couple things with them I felt like I saw like they had they did have chemistry yeah. they did Ultra have straight. and I do think that chemistry is like two guys one or two guys that's all it takes yeah. and if you're like building the bridges and you're like <clears throat> we're going to do this we're going to do that yeah. especially you know? with the cultural differences but Did you, you see baseball.
3: any of that from those old 05 guys? Did you did, No, you, for sure. I mean those guys like it they never left. Yeah. Um you I mean people forget We we don't just play when you come on Friday night, like Saturday night with the boy, the kids. You know we're every day, so those relationships are a lot bigger than people think. You can get as many shiny, you can get six, you can get five or six shiny pieces in the off season. Doesn't mean you're gonna win. Yeah, you know I feel like you look, you know, go away from Kansas City. Look at San Francisco. I mean, when they won those three years, they had Pablo Sandoval, they had some decent pitching, uh, Buster Posey. Right. Yeah. Just just do it just get clutch and okay belt belt he made his name but and y'all just P- pagan that yeah, was yeah, pretty there, good yeah, they, had, they, they, they uh, never like Scudero,
2: like that's what? why everyone yeah. uh always counted them out cuz they had no marketable name and it's
3: and now I feel like they have a really well, they good rode team one the, pitcher the, too. That was. And we'll see. I mean, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, we'll see. Yeah. But like, but that's I, again, that's just uh, I truly believe uh, gelling as a team and and getting the guys in the clubhouse and and having a good time and um, is a good thing. You know, we just saw even Minnesota. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but like Torrey Hunter started at disco night. Every time they'd win, they'd have a disco night. YouTube but yeah. it, It's really really cool. They had, you know, disco, turn off all the lights. They had these, like, Victory
2: Hunt has been playing since the disco See, age. Man, you, got so. exactly.
3: <laughs> See, you gotta point, start playing and stuff. Don't even wait but, for these guys. But my point is, like, they—I mean, I think they would agree—they—they overachieved. They played a lot better than what a lot of people thought, and I believe yeah. that a lot of it's with them coming together as a team and all pushing on the right. All direction, right, this so. is what you got
2: to do, man. You got to do it. You got to break the bridge. This is this is this is a little tip right here. Just before the podcast will be aired. So once it's aired, then <coughs> you'll be outed. But. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to do is have latina night yeah. there you go just some salsa oh, yeah. dancing <laughs> absolutely and then that that's just shows right there for sure and then late later on countryland dancing not
1: right away
3: <laughs> well being around robin
1: he's black. off for that stuff like oh, you yeah. hear about the stuff that he used to do oh yeah he's we had like, like
3: um uh, yeah the travel night where we're flip-flops and shorts and oh yeah yeah you guys shirts. have had
1: uh a karaoke night i know and oh
3: yeah we yeah he's he's great um, you know, onto him a little bit. He's, a, you know, a good manager, good person, Uh, you know, mingles well within the, the clubhouse, and I feel bad for him because we've just sucked it up. I, I truly do. I think do. this year will be different. You and enjoying I, Chicago, I so. though? No, I, I have. No, I, I am. I It's a great city. Again, Midwest, I, that was one of the, the benefits of coming back here from Arizona is just because I knew I, I could be around Midwesterners again. Arizona, it's a great state, a Republican state, which I really enjoy, but uh, at the same time, it's a little – It's a little – It's a little – A little – like, Whoa! <laughs> um a little West Coast, but uh, you know, like I said, I love coming back to the Midwest. Good people here, yeah. Um, great city, clean city. Look, like, man, if you win here, this city oh, yeah. will
2: revel you and you won't want to leave because you'll have yeah. all sorts of True. job offers. you want have, to. yes, I'm trying. If you what win about- here, the 85 Bears oh, have more jobs job than everyone. That was 30 years ago. They their contracts to weren't as
1: big as these guys, they needed them, yeah. But I'm They're just like, saying, yeah, man, we'll do- a city
2: that loves you yeah,
1: is
3: there's right. nothing
2: that worships the ground you walk on. If you win here
1: yeah what yes. other cities do you like like what's a travel city that you're like you know, oh this would be fun i like seattle yeah
3: seattle's a cool city um when it's sunny out i mean it, unless it's raining there's um, usually
1: a city that the wise will can come to or family yeah well they do it, robin, they pick it
3: right well robin actually made it where they can they can fly home with us on every road trip oh yeah fly home as in like yeah so if there's a three city of course you can't go from the first to second or second to third but you can always go third home um and then, uh, but yeah, we don't really have any family trips set up or any wives trips. I know well, some teams do that, but we haven't uh, we haven't done that. But uh, um, yeah, Seattle's a good city. I, I enjoy that. Um, what a
2: great ballpark that is. It oh, is.
3: I
1: was do you there, like it man. because of that too? Is it That's you like plan- playing there? Yeah, yeah. no, it's ballpark. a really cool, yeah, really cool. You could hit a triple there, man. Oh, yeah. That's a big park. Yeah, it is. It is the How many lows of those you have last year?
3: I don't know, like. 10 maybe? 9, you have more 9, homers 9, 10, and triples, man. 10, 11, something like that.
1: More homers and triples. Yeah. There you go. do mess around, man. It's this guy's easy out, changing his easy game. Easy Close
2: out my eyes a lot more. <laughs> what uh, Are you a movie goer or was the last movie you saw? Good movie.
3: Um, I just saw a um, guy with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. What's oh, The Revenant. The Revenant.
2: Great. Everyone talked it up. No?
3: I liked it, but I didn't. Oscar worthy? No, I thought it was Oscar worthy because he deserves one, even for his past. But the
2: movie, not the not the actor, not it, best actor. It, 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 was, about di- the- it
3: was different. It was. Uh, I love the uh, the the line, like the plot of it. I thought it was great, and that it was a true story. was awesome. Right, but it was pretty gruesome, and I don't mind gruesome. But like seeing you know knives and swords go through people's hands and arrows, flaming Too arrows much. going through people, and I'm like, jeez. My my wife doesn't care for it, or she doesn't mind it either. But it was just like. Like it. That's like almost all you focused on. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, what's your, plus, she's real and,
1: pregnant right now, and that that's different. Yeah, you right. I yeah. see everything different then. Yeah. What's Man, your, you're gonna have your hands full. So you got have opening. You have right around opening day. When when is she
3: due? 25th of April. Oh, so. have really? you guys talked
1: about that? Like, what's oh, the yeah. protocol? Oh
3: you, my wife. Yeah, she's she's playing like two years in advance. My wife is. No, yeah. it's uh, opening yeah. day. She has yeah. having well, a baby. Well, what, it's April 25th. So I guess yeah, if it's four four weeks earlier, three weeks early. Um around that time I know we've scouted it's Toronto Minnesota and I think we have a 7 game home stand Don't let so. that baby be born in Canada. Well why dual citizenship it's good for hockey figure oh, wants to be a hockey oh, player it's right. going to be You've great. thought about it. You've thought <laughs> about this. Oh yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs>
2: but the baby can't be president.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's true. Something tells right. me you if it came from, picture. if it came from, but there it'll be from nice a chance. Republican family anyway. So it won't be president anyway. <laughs>
3: hey, <laughs> hey!
2: All right, Adam. <laughs> All right, lots of
1: buildings <laughs> with their name on it. <laughs> All right, Adam Spanky Eaton. <laughs> you're the best. Thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. All
3: right, go ahead. All right, thanks, man.
1: You can acknowledge that you're leaving.
3: Oh, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, jump up hey, and give oh. me a high five. Hey, hey. All right, right. Let's Thank, jump up and give me. Thanks for having me, guys. And I appreciate I'm it.
2: A, <laughs> I'm gonna follow you on Instagram, man. I'd like I much rather relate to people with pictures than words. So oh, perfect. Come Thank with some. Thank you. That, I come think with some bomb our... pics, man. I'm <laughs> Don't right. disappoint. I'm not. Don't disappoint, man. Be a pick right, dude. Cool. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
1: Well, that was
0: Adam Eaton. How great was that? Spanky. Oh.
1: he's great. Such a good guy, down to earth dude. You know, it's funny when you run into these guys, you have this imp- impression like how they they might be, sure, um, but when they're really as, uh, as it's he genuine, is down earth and genuine. Yeah,
0: fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah.
1: I hope he has a great year because he had. Uh, I think he had a really strong. He's. You he talked about it. he struggled early part of the mm-hmm. season and then and then really turned it on. But he's the catalyst for this offense. He is, man. He's the straw <laughs> that stirs the drink. <laughs>
0: we need, need a good year out of Spanky.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. That is our second episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You check it out at whitesocks.com And, um, you know, the games will be here soon. The season will be starting. So make sure you get your tickets. They go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Go to WhiteSox.com or... 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. What did I say? 9 a.m.? That's... I was talking... Different time zone. Mountain zone. Mountain time. I'm a mountain
0: man. Rocky Mountain High. Yeah,
1: 10 a.m. Central. <laughs> I was trying to give people a head start. No,
0: absolutely. You want them to wait in line an You're hour like, longer? It's already
1: sold out. <laughs> All right, 10 a.m. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, com, Or if you want to
0: interact with a human being, come down to the ballpark. Sounds terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> Interacting with people? No, I mean, <laughs> who wants to? It's March 4th. Let's stand at the. I mean, it's very old it's school. It's never a bad time to come no. by the old ballpark. Absolutely. All right. So you can buy
1: tickets in person or at com, And follow me on Twitter, at McGannPat. Follow Jim on Twitter, at Jimmy Flan. And um, we will be back soon, probably uh, next Monday. We're trying to uh, launch these on Mondays, once a week. No Producer love on this our Part. <laughs> yeah, they love that. But um, our third episode is going to be so fantastic. I won't even tell you. Ah. I'm refusing to reveal who we
0: have. Surprise for all of you.
1: Um, because we haven't booked them yet. Maybe for us too. We don't have also an surprise. idea, but mm-hmm. we're gonna get somebody. As long as we're not <laughs> Could canceled, be you. I'm happy. Could be you, listener. We don't know. <laughs> Could be you. Could be your big day. All right. Thanks again for checking out Cycle. I'm Pat McGann. Later.
0: Doing that thing where he pretends to hit stop so we okay. think we're done, but all we're right, not cool. done, so he can, so he can, oh, yeah, that's right, it's all digital, yeah, so he can manufacture a, a genuine moment. It's perfect, Brad, you're doing great. <laughs>